occasionally posh where we enjoy life, laughs, and shenanigans. I am the girl, and I'm Sunshine. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to be quick and don't mess myself up. But thanks everyone um, for joining. Um, we are going to let people have a few seconds, and while they're doing that, I'm gonna switch it up and I'm gonna let um, the guests introduce themselves. So this gives you opportunity to tell what you want. If you just want them to know your name and you're from Kentucky or whatever, that'll be fine. Or if you want to know, if you want them to know about your businesses and where they can find you, that'll be fine as well. So we're gonna let Anita, aka Mom, go first. <laughs> all right, my name's Anita Jordan. I'm Tadana's mom, and that's all I have to say. You can tell about your business. Uh, well, I'm a hairstylist and I uh, work in a salon in Salisbury, City, North Carolina. I've been doing hair for over 25 years. Uh, mm -hmm. I also am the AAA Outreach Specialist for Randolph Community College, meaning I handle a lot of the CPR that people get certified and corporation CPR and help them get their uh, employees certified and training. All right, Mom. What about you, Mr. Emmanuel? Mom. I'm, I'm just Elder Emmanuel, Mom. I'm Shadow. <laughs> you know, I got certified as CPR, but I don't fool with people. I just pray for them. So <laughs> Corona is real. I All right. <laughs> We have specified Corona training too, though. <laughs> Teach you how to do CPR and be safe at the same time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> safe in the Lord. Safe in the Lord. All righty. So thanks again for joining us. We did miss the episode last week. I had a little mini family emergency, so I apologize for that. But we are back in full effect. So as you join, please, please, please say hello in the comments. Let us know you're here. As we talk about this super interesting topic, we would love for you guys to comment alone. Um, and we love for you to participate. So we always start with a foreplay. And Chastity B, you're first. Oh, wait. Let me pull mine up. I changed it. <laughs> really? I did. You know, I got it loaded up already. You messing me up. Well, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, let's go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Hold on. Okay. No, we'll stay with that one. We'll stay with that one. Okay. All right. Okay. Go for it then. So, would you rather be in charge of naming the animals or building the ark? <laughs> <laughs> Who going, going first? I go. Let me name the animals. I don't like that hard labor. <laughs> I got to come up with some interesting names too. <laughs> oh man, what's one of the names you would name? What's right. one of the names? Well, well, a dog wouldn't be called dog. He'd be called roof. <laughs> Thank you. In the so that's what he does. That, that, there you go. That's what he does. <laughs> That's hilarious. And a snake would just be. <laughs> oh, God. That's what you mean, everybody. Ain't that a black name for real, though? Like, we just, that's just black as can be. Jesus. What about you, man? I'm, I'm naming the animals. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm not. Nah. 
Because that one um, they built that art with is heavy. It's, it's special yeah. wood. It's special yeah. wood, so. I think I would try to build the art. Maybe that way this generation won't think women can't do nothing. No, look at you. Look at we you. can. We can tell them how to build it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> Completely done. What about you, Chaz? I'm naming the animals because I ain't got to pick up those heavy things. I figure that. I figure that. Well, we got folks watching. What would y'all do? Would you rather name the animals or build the art? This your first job in life. Which one would you choose? Which one would you choose? Mm. All right. So mine is a little bit deeper, and I chose it because you know social media is so heavy in today's world, and a lot of folks are embarrassed by it or love social media. So mine is based on that. So. Would you rather have all your Google searches or all your text messages shared with everyone on Facebook? Man, you go first this time. <laughs> so I'm a nerd and I just look up weird stuff. Like, so I'd rather have now my text <laughs> text messages now. Yeah, I, what time I ain't blanking? You know, somebody get them on that. So yeah, to, to protect my my whole yeah text messages now. I my Google searches. Like I look up. You know, I'm really into the whole DIY. So that how things are made thing. Yeah, I, I love that stuff. So yeah, just my Google searches definitely. I got you. What about you, ma? Well, if it was my text, you're gonna be bored because I don't text that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would say my Google searches because I actually use Google for a lot of different things. I don't use Google for stupid stuff. Uh, I use Google when I really want to learn something. So I feel like me sharing those searches, people can learn along with me. You know. I mean, even with the Bible, there's a lot of searching in Google that will actually show you on God's word as well. And different people's opinions, uh, how people see things differently. And so sometimes, you know, you can find out some very interesting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Chaz? Listen, y'all ain't about to get these text messages. (laughs) (laughs) At all. Go ahead and drop that Google because somebody might want to know. Who was the first person to die in the world? Like, that's the craziest stuff that I Google at like three, four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you know who the first person was? Uh, I can't remember. I can't. I can't. Well, this is my question before I answer it, even though I'm the one put it out there. Does this include the incognito tab? That's what I need to know, because it might. <laughs> I'll put yeah. the Google out there. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, mama, like, I don't know what the incognito tab is. Well, you don't want to know. I'm not okay, you do not want to know. I have no idea. But yeah, I think I still probably do uh, Google searches. I mean, if I do Google searches, the person can only judge me and my actions, hopefully. Right. But uh, but if they if I show my text message, I'm putting me and everybody else's business out there who texts me. Yeah. So. They be like, Justin, you need some better friends. <laughs> <laughs> I done heard that before, but we're not going to go there. Oh. 
but we not gonna go there so if we go back to the comments uh someone answered the first would you rather question and they said they would rather build the ark mm. god bless they, you oh man so for the people who have just joined we did two of our foreplay questions the first one was would you rather have been in charge of naming the animals or building the ark the second one is would you rather have all your google searches or all your text messages shared with everyone on facebook we had somebody else comment and they agree with google Thank you, Vic. <laughs> that mean all y'all that text stuff, he ain't got no business. Including me. Google is the word. Including me. <laughs> well, y'all know why text message was created so people yeah. can hear your conversation. Right. And that's why it was created. So why would anybody want to share their texts? You got a point. Look at my th- so you think they created you think they created it at the church? No, let me stop. Um, so let's go on to <laughs> Just saying. No. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the topic. It's it's gonna be a tricky topic. First of all, we don't don't let whatever we say reflect on our church homes, families, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. This is just our opinion and some of the research that I have done. Like I said, please, please, please join us in the comments. Let us know. Comment alone. Tell us how you feel. Um, thank you again, Mun and Mom, on joining on this awesome topic. And what we're going to be talking about church hurt. So, of course, church hurt is uh, the simple definition of it is the pain that is inflicted by members of a religious institution it actually goes deeper than that it could be yeah. leaders and members it could mm-hmm. be people abusing their power etc cetera, etc cetera. it was a long definition of it surprisingly mm-hmm. but what we know of it is, is just people who hurt people at church it's what it says it's church hurt so before we go into the differences and things of that nature um some of the examples that it give and i'm sure all of us have encountered some of these is a woman being shamed for divorcing her abusive husband a woman told she would be sent to hell because of the friends and family that she's associated with. Mm-hmm. A family being kicked out of a church because they question the pastor. So maybe they don't agree with some of the teaching or some of the word, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then someone, well, this one probably is going to touch some people. I know it's going to touch some people that I know. But someone being told that their struggles with depression means they lack real faith. That was yeah. actually um that was actually number three on the list, surprisingly. Um, so before we go into dive and dive into the details of that, does any any of you want to share an example of when maybe you have been involved in church hurt, or if you seen someone else being involved in church hurt and what that done to the congregation? Does anyone want to share that? Well, I mean, I, I've experienced church hurt many times. Um, uh, for instance, I give an example. I remember one time I belonged to a choir in church, and some of the members didn't like me, and so for some reason I was chosen to be the one to purchase the order the dresses for the choir anniversary, and some of the women act like they just didn't like it, but it came down to it they just didn't want me ordering it because they showed up at the anniversary with the dress. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's real childish, but it hurt my feelings. I'd rather you would have told me, I just don't want you ordering my dress. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a simple church hurt, but it a lot of different things can hurt your feelings. People talking about you in church, and you know they right. talking about you, right? And some people bold enough to talk about you where you can hear it. But we yeah. all supposed to be Christians, you know. But church hurt is real, and when it hurt, it hurts to your core. Um, right. But what, we, but what we have to remember is we can't let that affect our relationship with God, and that's what a church hurt where God holds the other person responsible, especially if it drives them away from him. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be held responsible for that. Right, right. What about you, man? I know a, a lot of people come to you. I know you've been at a few congregations. Can you name something off the top of your head that you remember? I, I want to preface the conversation with this. And you, Shadonna, you've known me long enough to know that I, I'll go left in a minute. I think we got to properly define or we have to properly define what is church hurt and what is offense. That's true. Because a lot of, and, and I've been mulling over this, a lot of what we call, I'm, I'm a, I'm a say this now and I'm I'm preferably, I don't change uh, uh, cement to dirt, but this, this is me and I'm here. Okay. (laughs) We cannot, we cannot crucify the institution and for the sake of conversation even tonight what's what's crazy amongst our generation is that we've encountered an offense but we take it out on the institution yes right the institution institution is 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 church jesus stands on the coast of caesarea philippi there's a statue of caesar there's a statue of philip and on the other side there's caves where they believe was the gates of hell. And he poses the question, he says, who do men say that I am? And that's where Peter comes in and says, thou art the Christ. And he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. A lot of people have a problem with the institution because of something that happened in there. Yeah, but your right. problem is with the person, person. not the institution. Mm-hmm. That's true. And right. so I say a lot for, for our generation especially, we can't label it or if we're going to be definitive in our English, we can't necessarily label it as church hurt. I just got a deep offense with somebody who did something at church that's supposed to be a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's many different definitions about what church hurt can be. Uh, right. One of the definitions that I found was church hurt stems from experiencing someone abusing their power. Mm-hmm. A church has power to gather, encourage, and to heal God's beloved people on a positive side when it becomes to hurt when they do it on a negative side. Right, right, right. And right, like right. Mike said, it's not the church, it's not the institution, it's the people that's inside the building. Right, um, right. Some, some people sometimes take their power too seriously. Uh, they feel like they do no wrong and they can treat people any kind of way they want to. But where right. it becomes, and, and I think it's a hurt and an offense. It's an offense to the person that you think you're above them that mm-hmm. you need more to God and therefore you can do and, and not do any wrong. And it right. becomes and it becomes hurt because especially if you're in a leader position, you know, you're supposed to set an example on how you're supposed to love someone. Right. And you you can lead someone and love them and not hurt them. But when right. you take that leadership to a place where it's starting to hurt someone's feelings, mm-hmm. then it becomes abuse. Actually spiritual abuse to me. Yeah, because because yeah, yeah. like you said, mental illness is real, and you never know what someone has went through in their life. You never know how someone is dealing with the way that you treat them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And exactly, so you have exactly. you have to be careful how you treat people in, in church. 
And I'm not saying I've always been perfect. I'm not saying that I've always not harmed somebody. But if I feel like I have, one thing that I have learned in God's word, if I've done something to offend my brother and sister, I have no problem going back and saying, you know what? If mm-hmm. I hurt you, I'm sorry. That's, that was not my intention. And that's not the person I want to be. Well, the problem mm-hmm. comes is when people hurt people, don't think they've done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen I've seen that from both sides. And sometimes I ain't done nothing wrong, but God's still working on me. But I understand that if they are offended, then that's wrong in itself. Like yes, you can't, yes. you, you know, you can't, you can't base off what you're doing, how you would handle a situation that that person's supposed to handle it. And as right. I grow and as an adult, I learned that more and more and more. But I mean, we just like they're human and they're hurt. I'm human and I ain't ready to apologize. To throw this point, I think on a dual coin, we gotta understand two things, and especially because I, you know, I'm I'm on the live, but I'm watching live as well on my, on my pad. I think a lot of our offense and expectation or our offenses come from expectation as as it pertains to leadership mm-hmm. um i am and y'all know me i'm i'm a clergyman i've been preaching since i was 15 i think a lot of people when especially when the offense comes from somebody who's over you yes. or who's supposed to be your shepherd we got to remember and this is not an excuse but it it, it is a call to maturity we ought to be the first people that if we do something to apologize mm-hmm. we should Right. If, we, if we're going to be like Christ and if we're supposed, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as leaders, we're called to another level of maturity. Yeah. At the right. same token, you can't get, or the hurt is not as deep when you take your expectation out of an individual. And a lot right. of us have looked at the leader. Churches, my relationship is with God. Yeah, I got a pass. That's right. But my relationship is with God. That's right. But That's right. your hurt can be a little more when you put your focus and you put your attention in the individual, mm-hmm. not understanding that the person that's leading you is flawed themselves. That's true. Right. So that's so that's dual coin. Yeah, I actually just had that conversation with my husband. Like I told him, I used to take it so personal or hold people at a standard because they were church leaders. And then I'm disappointed, but they're not the re- it's not their fault that I had them at such a high standard. Right. That's like right. you, That's you have right. to allow people to show you who they are and you have to allow yourself to hear from God and be discerned about who they are. But sometimes right. when we get to church, we put people on the pedestal automatically and then it's their fault that they didn't live up to it. And reality is it ain't. <laughs> and reality is it ain't. And before we go on, I just want to, I want to show the comments real quick. Y'all I'll be trying to make sure I don't miss them. Uh-huh. Um, one of your friends man, said, "Don't go off too bad." <laughs> so he said, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 "I love that." <laughs> said, "Depending on your relationship with God and where you are in Christ, it could take some time to get over church hurt, which and is totally true. true. That's very totally true. true." She also said that church hurt come, it can trickle down from top to bottom. It can trickle That's down right. from the top and coming on down. So if your leaders is doing it, then. What you, what your members gonna do? <laughs> um, and then he said he's that's exactly right. Most leadership hurt is from misplaced expectations, which is so so true. All right, go, man. So I, I wanted I'm sorry, to speak to that on the. Oh, um, go ahead. Am I still muted? Okay. Um, no, you can. So as far as whenever you say that you put expectations on somebody, as somebody like I'm not in, in the church as much as y'all are. You know, I I go. 
but I don't go to church like that. So I say all that to say that a lot of the times those people that are, that have the expectations are the people that act like they have those high expectations. Mm -hmm. They put their self uh -huh. there. Put they self there. And then that's why you think the way that, that, that you think about them and mm -hmm. that's why it hurts whenever they hurt you. Exactly. Whenever it's something that's supposed to be, that's not like offensive, but they say it in an offensive way or they mm -hmm. say it in a way that's like, I get preachy and not teachy. Right. right. But not, but but not only that, Chastity. I mean, uh, I see what you mean by the expectation because when a person presents themselves to you in church and you see the way they are in church and they all this and that and the other, I'm spiritual. I'm this, 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 this. Never showing that they are human. Right. And then, if your relationship is that strong with God and you know you offended someone and you can't bring yourself to apologize with that person, is that relationship a real relationship with God? Because you're not living the way you're presenting yourself. And so when people present themselves at a certain level in Christ, yes, you do build your expectations. And when they do something, it lets you down. But then we have to remember the flesh, just like we're flesh. Because right. I, I'm guilty, I, even today at going on 56, I still have expectations because of the way someone presents themselves to be. And then when they hurt me, then I have to remember their flesh their flesh i'm putting them where they sh they're, they're, they're not there but it's hard not to expect them to be there when they present themselves that way right let me can i add this mm -hmm, our, our gifting does not displace us from humanity yeah. if that makes sense yeah and all of us all of us have a chart and i think it's an even bigger target as as a pastor to be and even being being in leadership positions since I was a kid, it does not displace us. And the reason I harp on expectations is because it you you're supposed to have an expectation of me as your leader. Mm -hmm. But right. at the same token, you can't forget that I'm I'm human. Yeah. In the same responsibility, if I cause an offense. I ought to be spiritual enough that, and be right. human that's, enough that's to come to you and fix it. But that's the right. moment that I don't operate in that responsibility that's right. and in that human consciousness, then I do set myself up for you to say, okay, well, cool, I ain't even dealing with that no more. But mm -hmm. that does not displace the entire church. I tell right. people all the time, a lot of people have bad experiences at a certain, you know, we may have uh, 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 Smithfields, for instance, we might have a bad instance with an employee at Smithfields, but that don't make all the Smithfields in the chain bag. Right. And so a lot of people especially stop dealing with church because of one bad experience with somebody high up. And again, mm. if you, we operate in these gifts, the Bible says that the gifts and callings come up without repentance. So I could really be a trash of an individual and preach your church down. Yes, true. Yeah. But at the same token, the expectation ought to be that, yo, you ought to be trying to live halfway worth something, but then if I cause, if I believe to cause an offense to you that, hey, if you come to me and say it now, now you can't write me off and you don't come to me and don't say nothing, because I'm not responsible for what you hide. If I offend you, hey, Rev, let me talk to you. This is X, Y, and Z. And then we can have a level of respect and communication, because I don't care who you are. You're not above a conversation. 
So, Mun, I have a question for you on, mm. on that exactly. Say if someone has offended you mm. and y'all came together and, and you worked it out. Mm. <laughs> How many times are you supposed to keep working it out if they keep offending you? I'm finna, I'm, I'm finna show y'all my, my because, because that's right the here. issue that I have. If what at what because someone told me because I had a recent offense and someone mm. told me, well, y'all need to go work it out. I said, I thought we had worked it out. How many times I got to keep working it out with the same person? The scripture calls for us to seven forgive times seven times. I know. Seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna show y'all, though I'm clergy, I'm gonna show you my transparency. How many times you gonna let me slap you in your face? Not Not seven times. I tell you that. That's right. So therefore, at some I tell people if if I cause an offense, one, all right, cool. We come together, we talk, all right, we done hash it out. Twice, come here, because this doesn't happen again. But the right. third time, I'm fin to remove myself. Yeah. Be- before, because you know I love Jesus, but there's still a little hood down over in D.C. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so now, after that third time, your actions are deliberate. Yeah. Right. So now, that's exactly right. Now I'm yeah. about to remove myself before I have to go to knock if you buck. Right, and, you know, and I'm the elder. Yeah. I mean, I'm the pastor elect, my shot. But you ain't gonna <laughs> kill me three times. You know, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, you ain't gonna right. Kill me exactly. You're not gonna keep offending me, and I'm thinking. No. I mean, I'm not gonna keep going back to you trying to work something out because even if I mean, because like the recent offense that I had, you know, here I was giving this person a chance because I had a wall up, and I had mm. to let my wall down even to the point where I was even defending this person to people. And my daughter can mm. tell you that's true. Mm. And so, yeah. so when this offense happened, it hurt me more because I had let my wall down. Mm. And so now I'm at the point my wall is going back up. I just need some time to get over it. You mm. know, I'm not going to hate the person, not going to do nothing towards the person. But at this point, I do not trust that person anymore. Rightfully yeah. so. And, and, and in the interest of of sober conversation and all things righteous and moral, I tell you, don't because now it's deliberate. If yeah, I'm right. doing something to you, that's an element of deliberate which says to you, okay, look, uh-uh. And so you can't let anybody come to you with with um, you know, spiritual conversation. Well, you know, you need to forgive and love. Praise the Lord. And no, that's no, no, actually, no, no, no. And that's actually yeah. been happening too. And I'll be like, but how many times I gotta keep doing that? Honey, that's when I'd be like, God ain't through with me yet. God ain't through with none of us. You're right. But you know what? But even in this offense, someone someone said to me, they said, you know, you really have grown. And I was like, why? Because you didn't go off. I guess they think because I didn't go off. But normally that's what I'd have done when it went off. I just kind of shut down and just started praying and crying. I mean, because if I got to release somehow. So I cried. Because if I don't cry, then I'm in. You know, because that's right. who I used to be. Yeah, that's where I get it from. <laughs> that's who I used to be. So, I already not, know. So when someone <laughs> made that comment to me, you know, you really have grown because the way you handled that today. And I was like, really? <laughs> that's what you saw? You didn't no, see the okay. Offense. You didn't see the offense. You saw that I had grown because I didn't go off on the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Mm, yeah. Well, let's go back to the comments. Somebody had mentioned like they did Kurt Franklin. I don't know if y'all know about the whole Kurt Franklin and him yeah. cussing out his situation. <laughs> and then Chris said, if you're going to present yourself so godly, do it Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday when Pastor right. is watching. Amen to that. Watch facts, 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 facts. <laughs> well, I know we can keep rattling on, but I do want to go through some of these little bullet points I got. Also, <laughs> um, so I, I did a lot of Google searching and just a little research or whatever. And one of the, the angles I went from is reasons why people have stopped attending church due to church hurt. Um, so the first the first one, of course, y'all, I, I can't. The first one, you know, people are all right. You know, the first one that people have already said is that churches are so hypocritical. Hey, hypocritical hey. and the number hey, one reason. So do you think that's true, man? I see you over the process. You think that's true, church is hypocritical? It goes, it goes back to the conversation about expectations. One yeah. thing, and this is this is my personal belief, transparency is a tool, but it's a weapon as well. Um, yeah. yeah. We have let, and, and I was just having this conversation earlier, we have let, there, there's a standard, okay, to, if we, if we say we Christ-like, we understand that we, you know, we're not perfect things of that sort, but that can't be a constant excuse, you know, as to us just outwardly living ratchet. Um, right. You right. My profession of Christ does not mean that I'm always perfect, but That's it right. does not give a pass to freely participate, if that makes That's sense. Right. That right. That's right. The reason that thought or the reason that statement is so prevalent and true is because we've used that whole God ain't through with me yet mm, to you right. make an excuse. You know, and Devil all of us, made me all do of us it. are guilty. <laughs> but you we, right. we got to understand that our job is to draw people to Christ. That's right. So there's a certain plumb line and there's a certain carefulness. You know, everybody you can't let your hair down with. Now, do I believe in, in, in that you need moments to just be yourself? Yeah, cool, but for the sake of winning somebody to Christ, which is our job as Christians, we can't, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be a divide. And so the problem is, is that we've done impermissible things with people who were privately seeking Christ, but we led them astray by what we did. Well, what we did. And, what we, even, and, even and not only by what we did, but what we published. Right. Uh -huh. Facebook has really did a lot of damage to Christianity to me because mm -hmm. you see a lot of people living two lives. Mm -hmm. They live the church life, then they live their street life. You can't live in two worlds. You can't have two masters. So even if you're going to do that, why would you publish it on Facebook for everybody right. to see what you're doing? I've, I never, under I've never understood <laughs> that. I never understood that. I'm sorry. Right. But, this is that really, but this is something that really bugs me. You mm -hmm. see people one minute on Facebook, praising the Lord, and then the next time you see them, <laughs> why would you put that on Facebook? Yeah. Even right. if you're lying, you're still representing God and representing your church. Why put that bad light on yourself? I, I don't understand mm. that. Go ahead, Jay. So my question is, what is considered a bad light? 
So when I say that, I'm saying a lot of people, what I do and how I believe in God and what I do in my spare time and still be with Christ mm -hmm. shouldn't be what makes you be like, why is she doing that? Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing this Monday through Saturday or yeah, Monday through Saturday, I'm having fun. I'm still praying every morning when I get up. I'm still mm -hmm. praying every night before I go to bed. I'm still thanking the Lord whenever I eat. I'm still doing everything I'm supposed to do. But people are going to judge me off of something that I put on Facebook. I'm not going to say it's necessarily judging. What I'm talking about is when you're representing your church. Now, if you are, if you are head of the deaconess board at your church, and then you party at Monday through Saturday and put the church in a bad light. I'm sorry. <laughs> truth is just, now, see, just I agree truth. with that. I truth agree with that. Truth. And I think I think um, social media did open up the light to yeah, a lot of people were able to see a lot of people. But a lot of those people was doing that before social media. They were now, right. They were a bit better. Um, right. But I just think if that's I just think if your relationship has not gotten strong enough with God, where you don't need to live that life, then you shouldn't hold certain positions in church. And that's I just the way I feel. That's just the way I feel. Because when you when you're doing that stuff and then you also putting on that you did this in church, you did that in church, they got a picture or a video of you shouting, tearing the floor up, rolling around, they have to cover your tail because you're shouting so hard, but then you stumbling on a video drunk and you headed a deaconess board, it don't look good. It it just don't. It's not judging you, you putting your own business out there. You right, you right. It goes back to, to two terms, representation and presentation. Yeah. As let's let's take it even out of church. You can't sit on the board of a Fortune 500 company and be out That's here, true. you know, you handling the money that come across the desk for this Fortune That's 500 true. company every day. And you are acting a fool. The reason it across the board that it that it doesn't make sense is because it's sending a mixed message. Now, now the Bible says work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. So if you're still struggling with with you out getting drunk and then you want to come to church, mm -hmm. that's that's your that's your work that's, out your soul salvation. That's your work out your soul salvation. But the that's Bible right. does not say put it on display. That's right. Which ultimately if I'm the preacher and I'm out there on the curve can halfway stand up you ain't trying to hear nothing I got to say. That's true. You're ain't right. nobody caring about transparency. Ain't nobody caring about being no human. None of that. And if we profess Christ, now all of us, there's a difference in what I willingly participate in and what I struggle with. Yeah. Let's right. let's, let's let's lay that lay that lay that sheet on the mattress. That you know, some people have stuff that they struggle with. But there are some people with things that they just willingly participate in. Yes. But if mm -hmm. I if I want am a, am a Christian, and I'm I'm not even talking about clergy and laity. If I'm just a Christian, a Christian. One, there's some things my grandma said ought not be named among the saints. Mm -hmm. But doubly, if I'm the upper echelon, what I call, mm -hmm. you know the upper echelon of the leadership of the church, mm, yeah. then it, it it's doubly bad because you're like, yo, you supposed to be X, Y, and Z. And that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but my participations, your life, the, you know what I'm saying? Shine. Yeah, your mm -hmm. life have to shine. And if right. you're doing, if you're in leadership and you're doing things dimming your light, what you're actually doing is running the sheep away from the church. Right. So they're like, "Well, am I gonna give my life to that church? Look at what they're doing. I've been doing this the whole time. So evidently, what I'm doing is fine." 
Really? And it, it, it takes it takes it runs people away from God. And if that's the life you want to live, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's, that like you said, that's your own personal battle with God. But when you become representation for the church, your light's supposed to shine and shine in a good way, not a bad way. Yeah. And I agree with that to a extent. I don't think we should, um, you know, hold people back from the church if they live a certain lifestyle. That's where I have the problem at. Mm-hmm. You know, saints is quick to say come as you are, but then people come as they are and they got a problem with it. Right. So that's the problem where I have it. But at the same right. But at the same token, like I feel like me personally just being transparent, I've been called to some type of ministry. But I'm taking the moment to say, Lord, number one, I know I still got some work on me. Number two, I know if I'm doing this, I'm going to go in wholeheartedly. I'm going to be completely, you know, dedicated to this role, whatever you need me to be. And I'm taking that time to work it out. Yeah. The problem is, we, and this is just my opinion, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. A lot of people know they have this calling and they take it automatically like, oh, I'm going to be a minister and yeah, they're not ready. Um, and they're not ready. Think, That's the problem. <laughs> I think that when you know you have issues in your life, you need to clean up because you're always going to have things that you need to clean up. But I do right. think that there's a proper way of doing it. Just because you feel like you was called to ministry don't mean you called to ministry right now. Today, right. Today. And some people let people talk to them in the ministry, too. I've seen that happen. Oh, yeah, I've been talking you I've been told many a times, I, people have said, I see that you have this calling on your life. What are you waiting on? And I tell them, and I tell them, I know that I have this calling, but I'm waiting on the right time. I'm waiting on and when I, I really, you I know, work on my relationship. Said, and they tell me, well, you're never going to be ready. I hear this yeah. so many times. Yeah. You're never going to be ready. Yeah. You can just do it. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Why is she doing that? Exactly. I'll say this. Anybody that's named in the Bible was flawed, mm-hmm. great and small. I think the greatest example of that is David, and David's transparency is actually put in Scripture. David, a king, anointed from a boy, a giant slayer, uh, who was who was who was not even when, when we really investigate the the come up of David. Uh, when 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 Samuel goes down to the house to anoint David's in the field minding his business, he presents the brother. If I'm saying all that and say everybody is flawed, I think what the example that we need to take from David is after David slept with Bathsheba, right? Mm-hmm. The prophet Nathan comes to his house, tells him, you know, basically a story, and he asked David. He said, "What would you do about it?" David said, "I'd have a man kill." He said, "Well, you're the man that I'm talking about." I don't think your flaws withhold you from ministry, right? Yeah. You won't have it all together when you go. God is not necessarily concerned about you having to get having it together. He's concerned about your obedience. Yes. He'll work that stuff out in you. But mm. having the mind to say, which is why David comes back and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew mm. a right yeah. spirit within me. Mm. So David mm. is nowhere on a high horse like, Oh, yeah, I know I'm the king and I'm above the law. Nah, he knows and he understands. So I, I said that to say I don't think in 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 the light of perfection, perfect when it comes to the, to the Bible is, is defined two ways. We think of perfect as completeness. But when the Bible speaks of perfect, it talks about maturity. If you're mature enough to know in your mind with that mindset, like, Lord, okay, I don't want to go out here and make an embarrassment of you. I don't want to go to this. He'll work with that particular mindset. 
Now, being ready for ministry, none of us were ever ready for ministry. At 15, I wasn't ready to preach. Uh, you know, and I, to this day, I'm, I'm going to be whole 32. And I'm going to mm-hmm. be a pastor. And I'm like, Lord, I ain't pastoring. Just let me play this organ and I'm cheating. <laughs> right. None of us are. None of the us comfortability. are. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But I think what keeps us on the forefront of grace and mercy and what keeps us on the forefront of being used wow. by him is the fact of knowing that, hey, I'm capable of fallacy. So if you don't do this in me, it won't be done. Right, right. Correct, correct. And just just so one of the comments, um, Brother Chris Head and Deacon Head <laughs> said, because there is a right or wrong, you know, when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, saved or not. Which is totally true. Like, we can sit here and play with our mama if we want. But if we're doing something in the world, in the worldly world, that we and you in Christ, he won't let you know if it's wrong. <laughs> he don't let you. Well, I, 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 let you know. You know before you do it. He, he, because, facts. Because, this is facts, but he don't confirm. Really, because <laughs> if you really got a, a relationship with God before you make that step, He's already talking to you, trying to tell you. But He's still gonna give you the choice. He's mm-hmm. never gonna take our choice away. But it ends mm-hmm. up us to make the decision what path we're going to take. Mm-hmm. So he's right. going to tell you you're wrong afterwards. You know you're wrong before you do it. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And uh, we also had another comment, but it seems really personal. So uh, we're going to yeah, um, follow that. up. We'll follow up with that after the live. So don't yeah. think we are ignoring you. It's just we're just going to follow yeah. up after the live. Yeah, All right, so so to follow up with that, the undertone that it said, it says Christians tend to turn faith of healing and forgiveness into excuses to hate and judge others. So that was kind of like the little uh, mini, the mini, um, uh, sorry, my mind just went blank. But next on the list is they said the reason people have stopped attending church because God is missing in the church. It says churches have too many rules. And they don't have enough information or whatever that actually speaks about your true relationship with God. How y'all feel think, about that? I think it depends on what denomination you're at, you're under. Uh, each denomination set their own rules. We had this, I think, talked about this in the last podcast I was on with y'all guys. Uh, I agree. Some churches do have too many rules. They have too many, too many, a book full of information and guidelines that you have to go by and and what i found very sad about it that in that book it ain't much of it ain't talking about your relationship with god it's talking about your relationship with the denomination right to an extent i agree that some like i said it just depends on who you belong with Um, yeah a, a lot of churches have gotten away from the emphasis being about saving souls it's more about politics and money and and stuff like that. I think some churches have gotten away from what the word was created for for us in the first place. It's about mm-hmm. bringing souls to God and leaving a godly life and having a clean life and 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 representing Him in a good light. And it's done became a business too much. Right. Of a business. I right. mean, it's like now is I, I can remember as a child coming up in church, you know, having musicians wasn't even a hard thing to have because they were playing for the glory of the Lord. But Lord, now you got to pay them. Some and some of them I can understand. <laughs> I know I might be Let me finish my thought. And I understand that some of them this is their 
way of life. This is their, mm-hmm. the, the way they pay for how they survive. This is their job. This is what they have chosen as a career. I'm talking about the ones that work a job but still want some money. <laughs> I mean, some I, know that do that too. I know I'm still stepping on some toes, but at some point, I think because of that, it's gotten away from the service of what serving God really is in some right. areas. Uh, right. I think it's a shame when a church who can't afford a musician don't have music. And and that's part of God's ministry is his music. Because uh, right. some churches can't afford to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And before mine, I know you're going to tag in, but somebody said, yeah. <laughs> Sam Hedden said, there are some churches with a book of rules, but no love. Churches. But no love. All right, man, go ahead. There, every every <laughs> entity has set your, your job has rules. Mm-hmm. Every entity there is set rules. I think when it when it comes to church, church is only a corporate or is a corporate extension of your personal participation at home. I. While I agree that some of these some of these services are are you know straight program, a lot of these churches are just rules and dogma. Mm. I encourage people all the time to get a personal relationship with God. Yeah, go get because if your church should only enhance your 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 personal time. Yeah, I'm I'm not moved and I'm not bothered. I'm I'm spiritual enough to get up and leave if I don't feel my experience of God in a service rather than sit there, criticize and be disappointed because I've sure. done it at home. And I think too many people, you know, we have that again, that word expectation keeps coming back up. We have the expectation yeah. of the gathering, you know, mm-hmm. um, but when the gathering fails, my personal time ought to make up for it because I've been with God all week, Monday through Friday, oh, I worship at home. I've read my word. Now, the, the you know, preaching is necessary. The Bible says, how should they hear uh, without a preaching? How should they be called unless they be sent? The whole gig like that. But my personal time ought to be, Sunday just ought to be an extension of what I've done, even up until the time for church. Uh, Sunday just ought to be an, an, an extension of what I've personally done. Um, on the musician tip. Okay. Uh-oh. On the musician tip. <laughs> Work, and I work. Now, here's here's what, what totally takes that coin. Churches for, and I'm, I'm talking from someone who's directed choir since they were 12, mm-hmm. um, ran national, you know, I was with the United Holy Church for years. Um, working with black people is a thing. <laughs> working with tone deaf black people is a thing. <laughs> He Colored people to wear the same color on a Sunday morning is work. Thanks. I I say this: the the scripture says that a workman is worthy of his hire. If yeah. we study the scripture, when 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 the tithe and the things of that sort were taken to the temple, it took care of one the priest and the musicians. And the Levites, um, 
the the turn there's no problem in being paid the turn is when you get greedy and you're asking for stuff above your pay grade now here i i just i can accept that yeah i I just now Mm -hmm. i moved to lexington to play for first baptist um one of my mentors was a pastor he called me he was like hey i need a musician yeah 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 he was like, I'm paying this amount. And in all my tenure of doing music, because I've been playing since I was eight. So I got 24 years in the game, and I just started making five, you know, five summer Sunday. And people were like, oh, my God. That's, you can... But the, for the work that I was doing, and I mean, you would have thought I lived at the church. Because <laughs> every night, late night, I got the light on. I'm in there preparing music. So I think a lot of these guys, I, I frown upon the guys that don't work. And the reason I work is because at any given time, if black people want to cut up on me, I still get a check from my secular job. Right. I've never depended on the church. I say what I say. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, musicians are a very important part of church. But there are people that work in the church and work just as hard and don't want to be paid and don't get paid. I agree with that. There's other jobs in the church that people do diligently and still have to deal with those black folks you're talking about. Oh, Jesus. And, you and, right? And, and, and so I guess what I'm saying, if I, if, I, if I can freely give my time, why come? Now, if you're doing it to the point where you're having to travel a lot uh, or you controlling all the choir, to me, that's different. I'm talking mm-hmm. about somebody just showing up for choir rehearsal and playing on Sunday. Why do you need $500 for two days? Oh, they don't need, and here's the thing. I just recently got, I love my Bishop, Bishop Kelvin South, preferably he's tuned in tonight. Um, now you're doing more than what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, but I, I just recently had an experience where I was getting ready to come at the throat of another musician because he wanted to charge my Bishop $700 for an hour and a half and God forgive me, the Negro don't play in all his keys. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga don't know no sense. So, you know, I call Bishop, I'm like, Bishop, yo, yo, you know, I'm just, I'm ready to go at him. Because he's not I think when you have the tenure, the time, and the track record that your compensation ought to be proven. I done went through 97 cars because I done traveled to Lincoln. I mean, I done seen, yeah. I tell folks now, I go on trips, I don't care nothing about the Washington Monument, none of that kind of stuff, because I done travel so much extensive, and my resume is very extensive. But these guys that just, I don't, if you don't put no work into your craft, exactly. if you don't come to choir rehearsal, and and you still want to get paid though. No, you don't get paid if you don't come to choir rehearsal. <laughs> if you late the Sunday morning, yeah, I'm docking. I'm what piece of money I'm giving you, I'm docking. Mm-hmm. When you're I believe anybody that's invested in their craft should be compensated. But when you just case erratically show up and like, hey, I'm here. Like, nah, mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah, I ain't even gonna deal with that. And I've I've been mm-hmm. a musician twenty plus years, but I I don't even fool with that. I do agree. I think musicians should get paid. I don't. I don't want to take that away from them because y'all do work hard and you practice some, and you have a, you have a some, some of them and you have equipment and all the and everything. But I also agree with mom. Like some of us in the church are working just as hard. Like I might be on the praise and worship team. I'm over. Mm-hmm. Four committees. Mm-hmm. I'm in every Bible study, working mm-hmm. the back, doing the media, blah blah blah, and I ain't getting paid squat. <laughs> but it ain't about the money at the end of the day. But it, it, I think a lot of churches just pay musicians because they need, they have to. It's not because they want to. Because because I, think they, I, th- I think it. I think they have to because it has became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, back when I was younger, no musicians got paid in any churches that I. 
where it became popular is when you got guys like Mun and guys like Emmanuel <laughs> who, who could really do their thing and and they, right. and they said, you know what, you come, uh, I take care. And and what happened with this is guys who's not even nowhere near as good as y'all mm-hmm. are saying, well, they get paid, they get paid too. And so Penny. when a church has, can afford to pay somebody, they, they actually take them from other churches, which I don't think is right either. But it ain't, it ain't. I think it's some became a money thing. Yeah, it, it, it ain't a godly thing anymore. For some, it is. Some people still play for churches. We have musicians at our church who don't mm. get paid. They mm. do it for the glory of the Lord. I'm just saying, I feel like churches are missing that. That dedication to just want to serve God. I think right. that's missing. Right. Right. And let's go to the comments for a second. So mm. someone said, uh, a lot of churches want recording sound and want the musicians to be ready. And they are not prepared themselves, which is super true. That's super true. Uh, somebody he also said, "I agree. You don't you don't get paid when you don't come to rehearsal." So he agreed with that. Um, and then <laughs> and then Chris said, "Churches and members feel that if the music ministry ain't right, the service ain't right," which is super true. People can lie if they want to, but a lot of people base a lot of people base church on is the music good, the praise and worship good, and people shouting. I don't not hear that. So don't And it's the preacher hollering. And it's the preacher hollering. Let me hear that. Our music is not that good, but the pastor, whenever he get up there and he get to preaching his words, I'm like, all right, today was a good day. I actually don't like to go to churches that that have a whole lot of music. Uh, well, don't come to my church, church then, because we get down, yeah, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we go through it. You hear me? And don't be worth nothing. I'm like, well, the only mm. thing that was worth anything was the music, and I was only here for the concert. Ooh, well, that's a that's a whole nother problem for another day. But let's <laughs> go on to the next one. Let's go on to the next point. <laughs> so the next point, which I had already mentioned, is doubt is prohibited which I have encountered this myself. If you read the Bible for yourself and you see something that you've been preached all your life is one way, but you read it for yourself and you interpret it differently, are members of the church allowed to doubt and question? Mm-hmm. What you think? Who's going first? Me? Mama <laughs> yeah. look like she's still processing. It's a great man. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus shows back up after he after he's dead, he's risen. Thomas says, I don't believe until I touch you. Mm, he has to touch him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doubt, because we were not there, there right. is an element of doubt. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's hard for people to believe, which, which goes back to the beginning of our conversation, Google research. A lot of people doubt that the world that we now live in was once underwater. Yeah. Well, if we study or if we go back to Google and research Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark exists today. Genesis, I think it's 17 and 17. Uh, I think that's 17 and 17. I'm not sure. Um, on the At a certain day, a certain time, the Ark rested in the mountains of Ararat. Mount Ararat still exists. It's on that Turkey border now. Turkey is an Islamic country. So you can't necessarily get up there. A guy was running a... Uh, an airplane, and he said there's a boat-like formation in these mountains. Well, a lot of people have been up there to discover that that they ran like uh, 
aerial measurements. That's the exact length yeah. and breadth of Noah's Ark. Mm -hmm. And so, until we have a, a, another story, the man in the Bible had a demon-possessed son. You know, he said, Lord, your disciples couldn't help me. Uh, you know, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And so there's an element of doubt when it comes when it comes to stuff. And I think it's is is goes back to your personal experience. Lord, reveal yourself to me or Lord, show me. I don't even in even in my study of God's word, like it's just some stuff I'll be like, say who? But then I have to go back and say, Lord, help me because this seems a little out there or seems a little far fetched. So help me to understand mm -hmm. your word and make your word real to me. That's mm -hmm. that's me. Right. I think the problem is, and this is just my opinion, I don't think the problem is the doubt in itself. I think it's the response to the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of older members of the church, this is my mm -hmm. thing. You say, hey, I got a question about so-and-so and so-and-so, and they just say, well, just know this is how it is. Mm -hmm. They don't take no, the time. They don't take the time to research it question it you know read up on it with you interpret it help you to interpret it, things of that nature they just say this is just how it is mm -hmm. and that's why the doubt is so big because people don't they just make you feel like you're just supposed to do what i say or do what we preach teaching you they're not taking the time to help you understand if that well, makes sense I, I think that's because they don't know themselves and they're too proud to say i don't know if i right. don't know something i'm just gonna tell you i don't know but we can research it and we can find it out um, but you're supposed to read the word for yourself. You need right. to make sure that you're studying God's word because right. you want to make sure what you're being preached is the truth. Because right. some, some ministers interpret something in their own way. Um, right. I, I Like, for instance, when I belonged to Amy Zion, you know, they change ministers a lot. And one mm -hmm. thing that I realized, we have one preacher and he preaches this way. Well, when another mm -hmm. preacher comes in, he totally changes the whole thing around and so I learned with that that I have to study God's word myself right. I have to do that myself and because you just can't take word for word what someone is telling you they supposed right. to guide you and lead you down the right path but a lot of times ministers put their own opinion in there it ain't even God's word right. so which you, is why Second Timothy says study to show yourself right, that's right. right. You I don't expect my folk when I, when I start my church to take and that's that's a very real problem. You've just, as the believer, you haven't had no interest and or effort at home. So mm -hmm. then when you find out that something that I done said is wrong, you're like, wait a minute. But there's mm -hmm. a responsibility to the goer to study for you. It was yours. Right, right, right. It was your right. responsibility. Because, right. because you don't know what somebody's telling you. I mean, that's why there's, there is so many con people in religious aspects using churches as a con to, to earn money because yeah. people are believing what they are saying word for word and they're not taking it for the step. That's why I hate to see a, someone when they when they, they don't even talk about God. Pastor said this. Pastor said that. Pastor said Fine. this. Pastor said yeah. that. And I'm like, but what does God say? Right. You never right. hear them even talking about God. It's just pastor, 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 pastor. He's not right. your God. He's flesh just like you. He is your leader. He is responsible for it, and you are his sheep, but he is not God. And you right. keep, keep putting him on a pedestal where God's supposed, supposed, God supposed to be at. Uh -oh. Some people do, uh -oh. some people do that. Uh -oh. Got an echo going. 
I don't know what you did, man, but it's an echo. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay. That's the devil. No, it's way. But yeah, you have to be very careful that you know what that man is teaching you is correct. But yeah, when right. you put a pastor before God, you don't never hear him talk about God. Because I had a client like that one time. Every time she talked about church, it was pastor, 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 pastor. And I said, well, what did God say? And she was like, uh, yeah. Hello. I said, that's a problem. I told her, I said, that's a problem. You realize that's a problem, right? When right. you can't even say what God's words say, but you can tell me what your pastor said. Right, right, right. All right, let's move on to a couple of others. We, we ain't even made it to the second category yet. Oh. <laughs> but oh, a couple two. of uh, part two. <laughs> a couple of others said that um they are actually not learning about God and the 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 premise behind it is that they saying the message or whatever the preacher is preaching yeah. is not clear. Especially in our community. People can get mad at them at one, but there's a lot of in God said and I mm-hmm. and my and they ain't said a thing. They just said a lot of bliss. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, I do, not like, I do not like nobody preaching it. It ain't nothing but a long line of songs. He was the lily of the valley. He ordered my steps. I mean, what is that? It's unlearned and it's still. I don't want entertainment. I want <laughs> right. some word. But I'm not going to know that's God's word if I don't study it. And you see right. people up and they clamp it and they think that's great. It's not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. What is that in God's word? Honey, don't get, don't make me go there because we ain't ready. <laughs> that part two. That's part two. But the point that I'm making is that's why you have to study for yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure. Why do you want someone implementing into what's supposed to be the most precious thing you have, your soul and the love for God, and letting them put stuff in there that's not of Him? Because that's right. where you come across people really getting hurt mm-hmm. in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can exactly. be a strong Christian and really get hurt in church. But if you ain't got none of that in you, you want them people that's gonna run here, you run there. You every time you get hurt, you run, you run, you run. <laughs> that was me. That was me. I church out for a minute. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. She did. She did. I so did. Like they ain't right next. <laughs> church assembly line. Um, but lastly, under, lastly under that category is that you go to church and there's no community. There's no community. So literally. A lot of people go to church because that's supposed to be your safe place. It's supposed to be. But they don't get that. It's a lot of agenda. People say it's a lot of agendas. It's a lot of... Some churches have what we call cliques. They have right. cliques. And when churches have cliques, a lot of people are going to get hurt. Because then you're starting to feel like you're an outsider. You don't feel mm-hmm. like you're a member of that church. You don't. I mean, like, one of the things on my list was how the church hurt. It had gossip when people talk about you, even in prayer. I mean, some people really do that. <laughs> you know they talking about you. Yeah, strangely <laughs> enough. Or when the pastor says something and you think that, that what the pastor is saying about the person, you get up and start clapping your hands. Like, yeah, he's talking about you. Uh, and about they, you. And, and they clapping and he's talking about you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but when you have different cliques in church like that, it's, it's not a community. It's not a togetherness, you know, and you can tell a clip clearly 
because they they little group are always together. They don't want to help nobody but the ones that's in their little group, and they always looking down on this little group, or they always mm-hmm. talking about somebody. And you can tell when people in church talking about you. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I can't stand that. Let me hear what you're saying. (laughs) On the flip side of that, reasons the church disappoint. No, reasons the church is disappointed in people. Which a lot of people ain't gonna hear this. Go ahead. Members don't take church serious. That's true. Some of them don't. That's now, 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 now. Let me let me throw my fork right there. <laughs> that's that's a two sided coin. You right? Because I can't if I don't present nothing for you to take serious. That's true. I can't be offended when you don't take nothing serious. That's true. There, while now I'm a clergyman, while I am a defender of the church, I am a truth teller as well. And there are there are a lot of errors and things that we don't do. I can't get mad at you if 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 all I'm doing is ever telling you jokes. Then when I come to you with something serious, you're gonna be like, "Man, is he playing or is he for real?" Right. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. So there has there has I I I I will say this: we do have to present something for you to take serious. Let right. me let me jump back to that community comment too. The, Church was intended to be a community. Mm-hmm. We've, as you said, established cliques. Mm-hmm. We breed cowards. Yes. And we glorify individualism. Yes. 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 Facts. Yes. We breed. Was, let let yes. me tell you something. Everybody in church ain't, ain't, ain't bad. Everybody in church, oh, you know, such and such and so on. So, but come tell me what you got to tell me. Because mm-hmm. now we now the, the Bible said that the Holy Ghost leads us into all truth. Now come over here and tell me the truth what you feel about me. That way I know how to how to fool with you. But we right. don't yeah, church, church ain't the community no more. It ain't so move it ain't. Ain't <laughs> So when they say members don't church t- take church serious, they were speaking about member attendance. So people mm-hmm. just come to church when they want to. <laughs> we know we know a couple of them folks who only come when we're gonna have dinner afterwards. I'm just saying. So it also mentioned that members don't study. So we there on Sunday, but are we actually studying on our own time? Are we coming to Sunday school? Are we going to Bible study? I'm guilty of that myself. I ain't gonna lie. Oh um, <laughs> but we don't study. We we there, we hear it on Sunday, and that's the only time we hear it is on Sunday. Or read it or see it. Um, and it says members don't interact. You know, some people just come like a lot of the churches, especially the smaller ones. You got the same group of people doing all the jobs in the church, doing all the work in the church, doing being there on every outreach, being there right, being there on every appointment, blase blase, and then you got the people who just come on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was if they come on Sunday. (laughs) Go ahead, Chad. Okay. So why does it matter if a person comes to church just whenever it's time to eat? Why does that matter to the church to the people in the church? That's that person. Because that person yeah. and their walk with God. So why does it matter to everybody else in the church what that person is doing? Number one. Number two, just because I don't come to Bible study on <laughs> Wednesday doesn't mean that I'm not studying. I could be studying with somebody else. You don't know what I'm doing. You're just mm-hmm. assuming. Mm-hmm. Like, 
for the most part, a lot of churches <laughs> want you to do what what they want to see everything that you do. You shouldn't have to see everything. We don't see God, but we believe in Him. So why Ooh. does the church have to see everything that we do? I don't think mm-hmm. that the church well, has we, to see it. I don't think it's that they have to see everything <laughs> you do. I just think it shows your dedication. I think well, that's... But why does, uh, why does me as show far up as the church show so my dedication to so, the Lord? I guess because when you join a church, like y'all said, church have rules. And one of the rules is that you participate. You, you come to this. You go to Bible study. You come to Sunday school. This is the places where you learn learn God's word. At. This is the place where, especially Bible study and Sunday school, these are the places that you can ask questions about God's word. Mm-hmm. I, you understand what I'm saying? This is a teaching moment. If it came to your job and you had to go for training, you would do it. So why not do the same thing for the Lord? <laughs> but sometimes you go to training outside of the job and you can still get the same training. That you yeah. would get at the job. It's just like a continual education. Mm-hmm. So now for the food thing, get... uh, for the food thing, I'm sorry, that's just real. If you don't see nobody yeah. in six months and then and then revival comes up and it's time to feed and they the first one in line. Yeah. No, uh, wait, <laughs> let me go. If you don't go to Bible study, if you don't go to Bible study at church, you ain't studying. How do you know, he, Chris? He just cho- he just joking. He I just know, joking. A lot of people. We don't know that you ain't studying. That's not what we're saying. We're not. We're not. We don't hear the word, though. I just want to answer this, though. It's not that we don't think think that you're not studying. And most of the time, it's the pastor that really wants to see you there because he's been held responsible as you is his chief. And so he wants to know that he needs to know that you're getting what, what you need. Now, if you relay this to him, because I've heard pastors say, I know they're not coming, but I know for a fact that they're studying at home. I've heard a pastor right. actually say that. I have but to. that's mm-hmm. a conversation that you need to have with your pastor. Now, what other people think really don't matter. It really doesn't. But as a pastor, he is responsible for you. When you became a member of his church, you became his sheep. God is going to hold him responsible. Hold for your soul. So okay. mm, go ahead, man. You were ready. Go ahead. And, and that's I, not an opinion. That's God's <laughs> word. Yeah, I got a problem. If all you show up at revival and Miss Maddie <laughs> made that good potato salad and because she ain't seen you in six months, she give you two scoops. I got a whole problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You go there, you and all your babies get all them good kings of wine rolling. Because <laughs> I've been waiting all day. I marked revival off on this calendar. And I know Miss Maddie was gonna make that potato salad, and you roll your hind end up in the aim. Been there since Christmas, <laughs> but roll your hind end up in the no. And twenty family members. I be talking junk too. You know, I be talking junk. <laughs> but at the same time, I am not one of those people that hold myself high up in the church community. Yeah. So I think, to me, as a person that is not saved and don't like i am i got baptized and all that kind of stuff but i'm not churchy and i don't pretend to be churchy and all that kind of stuff so that's, but that's why you're that, different though that's why right you're different. so as somebody so i'm like the person that y'all are basically talking about that experienced the church hurt church hurt and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so as that person that if I go to church and I see people that come just on revival and all that kind of stuff. And then I hear all these people like, oh, they only come on revival and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, why does it matter? 
I mean, yeah, it bothers me, but why does it well, matter? So this is my opinion. Well, let me say this first. And then, it, and then it matters why it bothers them. For me, I would be someone who was worried about yourself. That's where I would be coming. They don't be worried about their soul. They just worried about that they got the feed. I'm not talking about the mother ones. I'm talking about me. (laughs) Me as Anita, who loves you and wants you to go to heaven, who won't, who won't, you know, have that blessing. I'm going to be (laughs) wanting to know. I'm going to be worried about that part. My part is going to be for your spiritual well being. It ain't going to be because you got the good potato sack. That was a joke. I know that, I know that, that much. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. We know. Yeah, I mean, but it, it was real, though. Don't look, that's my plan. It was real. This is where I got the problem at. I am a true believer that where your relationship between you and God is your business. Like, the church is supposed to educate you. Yes, we're supposed to be a resource. We're supposed to be there teaching you. We're supposed to be there showing you. But at the end of the day, the only person you got the answer to is him. I truly believe that. <laughs> the problem I'm sorry, is. I know you fine. It might. It might. It's true. The problem is a lot of coming from somebody who's really close to their pastor and their bishop. When I tell you they work hard, mm-hmm. they at retirement age and they there every Sunday, mm-hmm. every outreach, every mm-hmm. Bible study, every revival, every mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. It takes more than just being saved to have a church. It does. It does. Let's just be real. Like, yeah. so you expect us to have all those services. You expect us to have that potato salad. You expect us to be out there in the community and spreading the word. But it takes more than one, two, three, or four souls to do that. It yeah. takes a lot. <laughs> if you got a business and you're going to work, you need 10 members on the team. You ain't going to operate if you ain't got but three. But guess what? The church is supposed to be expected to go on no matter what. That's, That's the problem. That's the problem. Bible study is insanely important. It is. Reason being is because you are an extension I think what what most most people my age that 35 down they don't understand is that people are going to come to you with questions. It's, right. There there's a very real real element of this that I want people to understand. First of all, the Bible says forsake not the assembling of yourselves as of one to another. So that means yeah, you can study elsewhere. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. But there's strength in fellowship because I, you yeah. know, I came up old school holiness. So Bible study was a time mm-hmm. for the saints to learn. But then during the week, I got strength from seeing Shadonna or I got mm-hmm. strength from seeing Miss Anita. And, mm-hmm. you know, not even necessarily the element of Bible study, but it was a conversation that I had with Miss Anita after Bible study that got me on through the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the same token, it is vitally necessary, as, as Miss Anita put it. Your pastor is responsible for your soul. When you go on, when you go join a church, it's much deeper than oh my name is on the church roll of first yeah. Baptist. Yeah, right. He's therefore responsible for your soul. Therefore, he's in charge of feeding you. And I tell people all the time, it's cool that I ate outside of Sheila and Elvin House, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the responsibility was on Sheila and pastor. Elvin to feed me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And so we can't assume, or we can't take. Uh, we can't take the tone of, well, you know, you can't assume what I'm doing outside of church. 
if if in these moments and Bible study is for you as as she said to ask questions at the mm-hmm. same token, somebody wants to know at your job one day, they know you go to church, they know you're a Christian. Well, you know, why did Jesus weep? Mm-hmm. If you don't know why Jesus wept, you can't successfully mm-hmm. convey. So then the 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 conundrum becomes they might not want to touch or come to the church. But in that moment, you were the gate or you were the key that either kept them from coming or coming. Because if you claim yeah. people don't assume your 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 level of spirituality or, 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 or the level of your education just based upon you saying, well, I go to church. They you ought to know something. But yeah. if you can't give an answer for even the slightest stuff, which is an element of learning, then they like, nah. Because I tell people all the time, there, there's a great deal. You got the me and Shadonas who come up in church, always going to be there regardless because mm-hmm. that's in us. Mm-hmm. Then you got yeah, a right. generation behind us. The Bible says there was a generation that knew not God. Yeah. So right. therefore, yeah. if me and Shadonna flunk in, in the interest of not even biblical intelligence, but just biblical basis or, or basics, then we flunk the generation behind us because they may never come, but me and Shadonna's inadequacy in that moment might not cause them to come. So Bible study is insanely vital. Got it's you. very, it's very vital. It's very vital. <laughs> she ready. I never said that Bible study was not a no, 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 no. Right, 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 right. I just want to say that. Okay. Right, right. I will, I'm point out two facts real quick. So number one, Whenever I do go to Bible study at my church, I get nothing out of it because it's too many old people in there that already know the Bible and they all talking to each other instead of um, teaching and learning. So I have a individual Bible study with my aunt like two times a week where we discuss different things in the Bible where I get better understanding. That's number one. Number two, just because somebody is in the church Monday through Saturday and Sunday and do all this it's kind of true. stuff. make them better than anybody outside that doesn't come to church every time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people but, think that. But from my point of view, it's not you are just attending church. It's the work you're putting <laughs> into it. A lot, of people don't even, a lot of people put in a lot of work. They're rude. They're mean. They out here doing a whole bunch of unnecessary, a whole bunch of stuff that they ain't supposed to be doing. But then they say, well, I go to church every, every day. I'm in this and I'm in that and all that kind of stuff. And they're throwing out these judgments and everything and putting that on people but, but, that don't go to church all the time. But guess what the Bible says about that? And, their light and ain't it, shining. Their light ain't shining. It, they they prove to the world that they're not in that relationship with God. Exactly. And But uh, but see, your light's supposed to shine when you're talking about God. They're supposed to be able to see God in you. And them people right. you're talking about, Chaz, you ain't seeing no God in them. Right. You gotta, you gotta now, consider. We're not saying that everybody who work hard in churches living a godly life. No. Some of them it just became a way of life. For right. Them. So that was one of the things that I had caught up that some people go to church out of habit, but that's what they was learned. That's what they was taught. Yeah, right. Faith, you're a faith devil. Got, yeah. But when someone <laughs> has their life you're gonna see you're gonna see that and i can understand when you're saying that when you go to bible study at your church they do it but see that that that's something that you and your pastor should be having a conversation about right so he can make that, that, that so, so he can make that experience better for you 
because he's responsible right. for feeding you is 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 them things setting up feeding themselves. He's responsible for feeding you, Chastity. So if that right. is an issue in your church, you need to have a conversation with your pastor. Maybe oh. he needs to start a younger uh, Bible study for the younger generation. Right. Which goes which goes back into what we just previously said, and and this is this is for people again because I you know I I don't I don't know the age ranges but we may be the door or we may be the key for transition and so I think there's there's a there's a vitalness to knowing God's word and having an intimate time of study you may be the pivotal you know uh gate to say okay well we need to have a younger people's bible study and then you end up heading that young pe- younger people's bible study um, cause I, you know, I've hung around o- older folks all my life, so you know that's that's all I know. Yada yada yada. Said the third. I will say this: we cannot. And and I, I said I made that comment being funny, but people who do not exhibit there's something called the fruit of the spirit. Yes, which mm-hmm. every yes. Christian should exhibit. Do we exhibit the whole nine? Yes. No. Or do no. we exhibit the whole the whole entire but list of the yard? No. But it's, it's possible. possible. It's possible. Anybody yeah. who deliberately walks in, in them, them attitudes and that all that other mess like that, mm-hmm. they are not Christians. You're a you're an associate of the house, but you yes. don't have no relationship with God. Yes. You attend right. a building is nothing. I can anybody mm-hmm. can attend a building. I can attend KFC and not be on stage. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not. Thanks. But a lot of people. Colonel Jesus ain't gonna wait. Okay, Colonel Jesus. <laughs> but we cannot, in our personal relationship with God, yeah. we cannot say, you know, well, such and such and such. They're not Christian. Because to, to be a Christian is to be Christ-like or, or, be or to exemplify Christ-like behavior. Do uh, yeah. And again, in the interest of our humanism, do we always exemplify that Christ-like behavior? Nah, but at some point that ought to show. But if you mean and nasty every time you get up out of the bed and you just come to church, you're just a safe devil. You're a higher work. Yeah. You're, you're none of Christ. Yeah. Mm, all right, so let's... Mm-mm. All right, let's go. There you go. There you go. All right, let's do some of the comments, y'all. I'm sorry. I hate to keep interrupting, but I'm trying to be mindful. I'm trying to be mindful. All right, so Sam said, uh, new not God has the ability to be not knowing the relationship with God, but they know the practice of doing church. Very true. Things, which is super true. Um, Chris said, just coming to church ain't going to get you into heaven. Facts. That's true. Just coming to work ain't gonna keep your job either. Um, some fo- some of that, some of them folks come going to church all week, still gonna bust hell wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, going to hell through the church. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you, you asked me, you gonna go there first? You gonna go there first? Could be in Sunday school, Bible study, church service every Sunday. If you're not allowing God to lead your life. You're not going to heaven because you're not you're not serving Christ. You're serving self. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And then some people just come habit. It became a habit just to go. Right, right, right. And then Krishad, I pray that I'm saying your name right, says, but the continual aspect also of not getting what you need from house church may um, may be the uh, a need to either have a conversation or move. 
Which is nice. And I was actually going to ask Chastity that. If you're not getting what you need from your church, why are you still there? Because I get, I get what I need from the church. I just don't get, I don't like to go to Bible study there. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Bible study there. And, but everything else, like, for the most part, they meet every other need that I, that I got. I, I love my church. I just don't get anything out of Bible study. Bible study. I ain't gonna say I don't get anything. It's just whenever I leave there, my head is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we done all been there. That ain't good though. We got to, we got to talk off camera. It might be time to go. I ain't gonna lie. It might be time. <laughs> it might be time. It might be time. Because like for me, for me, the church, I, I, you know, the church I'm at now. And I've only been there five years. The church I was at before that, I was there twenty years. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I, I always knew it was time to go, but mm-hmm. I kept trying to stay trying to stay, trying to stay. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where God just made it so unbearable. I had to choose between serving him and going to jail. It was time to go. So, right. Because, because it had gotten so bad that I found myself always having to defend myself in God's house. And you should never have to constantly defend yourself. You shouldn't have to fight to want to work and serve God. That, right. that's just, you shouldn't have to do that. And I did not realize until after I left the learning that I couldn't do because of what was going on with me at that church. Mm-hmm. And, and once I left, I've always, I mean, even when I was there, I loved God with all my heart. But since I have left, my relationship with him has multiplied because mm-hmm. right. I removed that negativity out of my church life and I could focus on him. And my soul mm-hmm. just went like, I was like, oh, wow, wow. I'm receiving new stuff. And so, and if so you're not, you're not getting, getting nothing. That was an echo. That was an echo. What happened? Emmanuel, what you over there doing? Every time he messes with that thing, it's so echoing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Chastity. My y'all. I'm not trying to talk you into leaving your church, but I think you need to start having some serious prayer about your growth. And this could be studying your growth because that's what it was for me. It stunted mm. my growth being somewhere where I wasn't getting what I needed. I'll say, so I'll say this as well. Okay. Go ahead, um, man. And this, this is this is a two part ordeal. Um, if I, I, I'm and I'm a, and I'm just listening to what you're saying and things are sort. There may need to be an element of change. Um, the pastor can't improve because I think sometimes, as as clergy, as leaders, as pastors, that people assume that we know that we know it all or that we see it all. Mm-hmm. And to to you, that's a major need, or because like it it sounds like you got the complete component of everything else. It's just Bible study. So I say you have a conversation. Like, Pastor, this is A, B, C, D. Like, I, yo, I want to I wanna be here. I want other people my age to be here. And, you know, even even if it has to be um, a separate entity outside of, uh, outside of them that one of the associates or somebody run, like, it's got to happen. Um, I don't say just uproot it all together because of that one, you know, component. My mom and daddy made fish once a week. I didn't either. 
That ain't mean I ain't doing it. <laughs> you know, because I don't eat nobody fish. I said I didn't catch it with you, praise his holy name, but I ain't <laughs> But I said that to say, try to be an element of change because one thing we cannot do is condemn what we haven't spoken about or try, right. to, try to be an element of change. My, the, I left my last organization, it's no secret, the organization I grew up in all my life because I was speaking and trying to get change, not for Emmanuel's glory or not for Emmanuel to get a pat on the back, but I simply wanted people to be a part of what we were doing. But yeah, people right. were, you know, narcissistic, stuck in their own mindset, mm-hmm. they gonna do it their way. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I finally just I was like, okay, the Bible said don't don't cash in prayer with swine. So I'm out. I'm about this piece. Holla mm-hmm. y'all. Check y'all later. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we already a, a hour and twenty eight minutes in, so we're gonna have to have part two for sure. Part two. Um, part two. Y'all available next week? We can do this next week, right? Sure is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we gonna, we gonna finish it up next week for sure, for sure, for sure. This has been an amazing episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope you guys have in, have enjoyed it. Um, just to just to end the episode, Mun, how would you encourage someone to give church a chance? Um, I when I tell you I live on this this two coin spirit, I guess it comes with age. Um. I think for a lot of people, church is the last resort. It is. Um, I say to us, those of us who are in church, yeah, we can't make it perfect, but we ought to make it attractive. Yes. Not not from a presentation sake, but from the intangible. Jesus says in the scripture, with loving kindness (laughs) have I drawn thee. So Mm -hmm. it's not my smoke and lights and it's not the mm-hmm. beauty of my program, but mm-hmm. it's my uh, it's it's my exterior presentation as far as the love of God I can show you. Right. I, you know, yeah. I'm not concerned about building a building. I'm concerned about winning a soul to Christ. Amen. And Amen. so I say even on the flip side uh, to somebody who's like completely or almost on the brink of being done with church, give it a try. Nobody is perfect. Um, not even you yourself. But find a way because at the end of the day, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Not me. So, you know, get your own personal relationship with God. And and the Bible says that the purpose of the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues, not tearing the church up, but he'll lead you into all truth. The Lord will lead you in the right place as to what you need in the right direction. And you'll love the place that you set your feet. (laughs) Thanks. 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 What about you, Ma? What would you say? Um, this is what I would say. I would say that you can have just as much as fun in church as you can in, in a sinful life. You can dance to your heart's content. You can be in love with music, but you can have a fulfillment in your life like you've never had before. Even right. when you go through things that are horrible, just the love of Jesus can carry you through that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've I've been someone who suffered from depression in my past and now that God has removed that from my life even when I go through things and I still get bothered and I still get hurt but because of my relationship with him it keeps me from falling off that wall Right, it holds me up and it wraps his arms around me and it keeps me and it gives me comfort Mun, you in that microphone Every time you lose, 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 every time you
Oh, the echo is terrible. It's terrible. Hey, up, man. Hey, up, man. I, 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 I would just I say would... that it's a Yo, different I'm going life through with this phone. And it's a different, it's a different life. It's a different feeling, and it's a different type of love. And mm-hmm. it was it, the love of God is gonna make me cry. The love of God is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it just fills you to a point where you feel like I didn't know someone could love me this much. It's a love that you would not get from anybody, any person. I don't care if they buy you this, they take you here, they do this. The love of God is a total love that you would never experience. And once you feel that love, you're not going to want to let it go. Thanks. Thanks. So if you truly want to be loved, give give yourself to Christ. That's the reason to, you know, give him a chance. Yeah. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. If you, I go to church, I don't agree with everything that people say in the church. I don't agree with how people treat people in the church. (laughs) But I can also say I don't go to church for people. Once you let that go, I promise you, the relationship that you have, the feeling that you have, and everything that goes along with going to church will make it worth it. Once you minus everybody, every judgment, every thought of everyone else, every feeling of fearfulness i promise you it's worth it like i i go to church and i know that when i'm there it's between me and god (laughs) and that's what makes it worth it for me like i know i ain't completely 100 living right i know completely that i go through my trials and areas i know that i'm not perfect but guess what when i go there and i sing praise and worship i close my eyes and every word that come out my mouth is between me and him. And I, I promise am. you, it's it is no better relief. None. <laughs> None at all. So I definitely agree. Chaz, you want to sum it up with anything? Right, I'm going to do the ratchet version for everybody else. That's about to, you know. Go for it. Go for it. Honestly, I love church. Go to church, but don't go um, for for the family you right forget about what everybody else thinks church is supposed to be go to church for your heart Mm -hmm. and what you want to seek from the lord Mm -hmm. and always remember he who has the first stone let him be without (laughs) sin Preach! Preach! <laughs> can't none of them cast the first stone. So go that part. That part. Amen. That was great. Amen. That was great. Look, I'm over here. Amen. Like, we in church. So, thank you. <laughs> thank y'all so much for the folks who are stuck in here this whole episode. Mun and Mom both said that they are available next week, so we will finish this up next week. So any questions, thoughts, comments that y'all can think of, pencil it in, and be ready for next Wednesday at 9.30. I always let you guys know, thank you for watching. Please follow our page, Occasionally Posh, on our Facebook Please subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can always catch these episodes on Thursday. They're loaded on Thursday on most audio podcast platforms, so Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, you name it. We are on it. So thank you guys again so much. Y'all don't go anywhere yet, but to Facebook land, thank you, thank you, thank you, and tune in next week. Bye-bye.
Yeah.